all new Ragin' Cajun, 102.7 FM. And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play-by-play coming to you live on this Wednesday. It is hump day. We hope everybody is enjoying their week. I know we certainly are here at Coastal Broadcast. We've got a very fun show coming your way at noon. We've got B.J. Young, South Lafouche Football, who will be joining us to talk about some things happening over in Tarpon Land. South Lafouche will be having their preseason scrimmage against Covenant Christian Academy on Friday. Look very much forward to getting out to Memorial Stadium and watching the Tarpon and seeing kind of a sneak peek of what South Lafouche is bringing to the table in the upcoming year. And then at 12.15, we've got Taylor Griffin. The do Friend Building Materials Fishing Rodeo, the seventh annual, will be taking place this coming weekend. <clears throat> we'll ask Taylor about what we should expect this weekend out on Grand Isle. Some final preparations are ongoing. And then also we'll ask Taylor about some things happening in the world of sports. We'll maybe talk a little Tarpon football, maybe a little... Uh, LSU, whatever it may be, Max, about Miles Brennan, and whatever works. Then we'll get to some headlines and some different things. We've also got betting picks. We've got our Q&A. So much fun to be had throughout the course of this show. We'll actually do the Q&A in the next segment of the show. Then we'll get to some headlines at 1230, then some betting picks, and then guess what? Adios. Time flies when you're having fun. We'll wrap up the show at 1 o'clock. Very quickly, let's thank our sponsors for allowing us to be here. The Blue Boot Foundation, Southland Dodge, and Homa. Industrial power systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. The aforementioned Dufresne Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's Markets, feels like home. And Golden Motors, where price is priority. Proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and Community Sports Organizations. Cannot wait in a couple of weeks to be sitting up in the press box in Memorial Stadium and have a tarpon player catch a long pass, and oh, he's running down the field. Oh, he stopped at the 45-yard line. That's a gain of 24 yards and a golden motors first down. Cannot wait for that. High school football is right around the corner. But let's talk about this. Um, yesterday was a very special edition of play-by-play. We took the show on the road, which we love doing, by the way. Um, if ever you guys have an event going on, um, something you want to promote, you want to have us there? Give us a ring. We love doing it. Heck, we uh, we did a sports corner on remote at the bourbon tasting over at Rouse's. We did a sports corner uh, at Media Day. And then, I'm not a sports corner. We did play-by-play over at Media Day. Then yesterday, we did play-by-play over at Galliana Fresh Market's grand reopening post-Ida. Had a great time with the Beragia family. Saw a bunch of old friends, a bunch of people in the community that we hadn't seen in a while. And it's just great to see. Um you know, the idea that you could be so heavily damaged, the idea that you could have to basically rebuild everything, um, but you put in the time, you put in the effort, you put in the work, and you make it happen. It was a, it was great and inspiring to see what the fruits of those labors were. And uh, kudos to Jaden, kudos to you, know, Mr. Sammy, and, and everybody involved, and hope everybody uh, that loves that store got a little bit of a uh, sense of normalcy yesterday going and shopped there. So we had a great time being there, and it was certainly a wonderful event. Um Another thing that I want to talk about is um, we have a, or had a, a great uh, game yesterday. Golden medal, gold medal playing LCO in their 
preseason scrimmage. Um, first and foremost, a couple of notes. Golden Meadows much better than what they were a year ago. Um, they fall 20 to nothing in the live quarter, but they were putting up a fight. Last year, they were not altogether competitive. They were really young, and, you know, LCO just kind of overpowered them. There were moments where it was it was very competitive. Golden Meadow had a drive that pushed across midfield, and they were offering resistance and were playing pretty good defense against LCO. So, you know, that's the one good thing. Sorry about that. I had to mute the mic there. I uh, thought I was about to sneeze. Um, Golden Meadow offered a lot of resistance. They played hard. They competed. They fought hard, and they did an excellent job. From the LCO perspective, and I would love to 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 get Keegan's thoughts on this. Heck, we may try to have him a little bit later on in the week um, to get his thoughts about that. Um, it was good. They, they play well. The, they're going to have to clean up some stuff, though. Pre-snap penalties were the biggest thing, number one, grade A. Um, I know, you know, knowing Coach Pokey, like I know, I mean, I know he's very competitive. The fact that, you know, there were a lot of false starts and, you know, running backs like kind of leaning forward before the snap, committing penalties – that's not going to sit well with neither he nor his staff. They know they got away with it yesterday, but it was a scrimmage. It didn't really count for anything. It was called several times. There were a couple of more times, quite frankly, where it could have been called that the officials were just kind of letting it go. Um, they're going to have to fix that, and they will. That's what a preseason scrimmage is for. They're going to get rid of those little pre-snap penalties, different things like that. Other than that, it looked pretty good. Uh, tackling both ways. You like to see guys tackle in preseason scrimmages. Um, tackling both ways was pretty good. It was pretty crisp. There was a lot of hard hitting. And then whenever we got into the, the controlled portion of the scrimmage where the younger boys and girls were able to play, um, it was it was clean there too. You know, the, the kids played well and they had an opportunity to, uh, you know, showcase the talent that is going to be going to South Lafouche in the next couple of years. I kept on looking over at B.J. Young every time uh, <laughs> VGA for LCO was running the ball. You could see he was salivating. He was licking his chops. He was. He knows they've got a ball player there, and there are several other players on both sides who are going to go and make immediate impacts over at South Lafouche, and we look forward to seeing that. Now, there was one thing that happened yesterday that was um, gives me the chills, quite frankly. Um, and this was kind of the theme of the day yesterday, right? Between Galliana Fresh Market, between, you know, uh, Bill Cassidy coming to Galliano yesterday, and I'm not going to talk politics, but Bill Cassidy did come to Galliano yesterday and toured Lady of the Seas campus and some of the things that they're trying to do there. Um, between you know the football game, in the timed portion, the live half, the strangest thing happened. And I don't know, I'm not a soothsayer, I'm not a fortune teller, I don't know if this is an omen of good things to come. But as a Christian man, I sure hope it is. The entirety of the timed half yesterday was played under a big, bright rainbow that had formed over Memorial Stadium. A big, huge, bright rainbow that formed over Memorial Stadium. And they say, you know, nature heals itself over time, right? That's what the old saying is. And I don't know. Maybe I'm just a sentimentalist. Maybe I like to find a story where there's not a story. Um but I don't know. I was looking at that yesterday, and I was saying to myself, you know what? We've been through a lot, and they always say at the end of the rainstorm comes the rainbow, and after the rainbow is whenever we could kind of enjoy some things. It was w nearly one year after Ida, and to experience Galliano Fresh Market coming back to seeing, you know, Cassidy visiting Lady of the Sea was there in the process of coming back to see football playing, uh, being played at Memorial Stadium under the rainbow. It just kind of let me know that, you know what? Life hadn't been all that good in the last year or so. A lot of people have been struggling. A lot of people have been fighting it. 
maybe the worst days are behind us. You know, we could only hope, we could only pray, and, you know, hopefully this storm season, you know, keeps us spare. Uh, but maybe the worst of this thing is actually behind us, and we could kind of sort of get some sort of taste of normalcy. It's play-by-play. When we get back, I'm going to open up the mailbag. You guys got questions. I got answers. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. If you have a pest control problem, Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Terrebonne General Health System, where medical science meets the art of caring, is committed to providing the latest advances in medical technology with a gentle caring touch. This is evident in our high-tech, high-touch approach to healthcare. As a trusted healthcare resource, we deliver both life-saving, compassionate inpatient services and life-changing preventive care, while also providing wellness needs and outreach throughout the Bayou region. To learn about how Terrebonne General is providing innovative healthcare solutions, visit TG Health System. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too, through good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system? 
called Dufren Easy Buy. Come see us at dofriendlumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilet also holding tank rentals and portable hand washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7-985-632-5592 in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, and Reserve or visit their website at joesseptic at viscom.net. to play by play here on KLEB. Hope everybody's enjoying their day as much as we are here in studio. We're going to open up our mailbag and then get to BJ Young and Taylor Griffin. So the next, oh hell, about an hour or so is going to be some pretty good radio, at least, or that's the plan. Um, if you got a question for us in the future, please send it our way. You could find us on Twitter at KC underscore Justclare. We're at KLEB Radio. Uh, I'm at KC Justclare on Facebook. We're at KLEB Radio on Facebook. I'm JustClareKC at gmail.com. I'm giving you so many different ways to get a hold of me because we want to get your questions answered. The first question is probably the million-dollar question right now, right? The question that everybody is asking, Casey, who is going to be the LSU starting quarterback this upcoming season? Well, we certainly know who it's not going to be now, right? We know it's not going to be Miles Brennan who left the program kind of surprised. That would have been my pick about a couple weeks ago. Um, I would have thought that his experience would have allowed him to win out over, you know, the lesser experienced players in Daniels and in Nussmeyer. Um, now you look at the situation and it becomes a battle between you know, the, the aforementioned Daniels and Nussmeyer. And for me, it becomes a situation of, okay, one player is here from the Coach Ogeron regime. One player was explicitly brought in here by Brian Kelly. <laughs> and I think that makes a little bit of a difference. I think that Brian Kelly sees one of two things. A, I think he sees that LSU's offensive line is a little bit in flux. Younger guys, guys who are first-year starters, and he doesn't trust the idea of against SEC defensive linemen having a guy back there who's going to just stand still and throw darts like Joe Burrow used to do. And I know Joe Burrow was mobile. I'm not trying to say he was a statue, but he was the more traditional pocket-passing guy. Daniels will be more of the scrambling quarterback. And I think that what Brian Kelly sees is that Nussmeyer is more of the Burrow mold. Stand still back there. Let's you know pick him apart with our arm. Daniels is more of the dual threat, and I think that Brian Kelly sees this offensive line, knows it maybe isn't going to be the greatest offensive line in LSU history, and he wants that mobility. He wants that escapability, and maybe he also wants to play the guy that he brought in town because maybe that's the guy he trusts a little bit more. 
So I think that it is going to be Jaden Daniels. I don't think that Brian Kelly is going to be altogether locked into any of them, though. I think that if Daniel struggles, we'll see Nussmeyer very quickly. If Nussmeyer gets hot, then maybe he'll play a little bit more, maybe even get a start or two. Brian Kelly at Notre Dame has had a history of doing this, playing a couple of guys and having success doing it. The old adage is, oh, if you got two quarterbacks, you don't have one. Um, that's not always the case, right? There are instances and situations where you can play multiple guys and have success. Next question, what went wrong for Miles Brennan at LSU? Um, how could I say this nicely? Um, injuries were the biggest thing. Miles fought injuries his entire LSU career, even in 2019, even the year that they won the national championship. He wasn't available. LSU's winning games 30 to nothing, 40 to nothing. Joe Burrow's looking for a break. He can't get one because Miles Brennan's hurt. There were a lot of times that season where folks are looking for Brennan to play late in games like, Bebe, why are you running up the score? He doesn't have Brennan available to play, so Burrow had to stay in the entire game and hand it off in the fourth quarter, whatever it may be. Um, so injuries were always a problem. Got injured in 19, got injured in 20, got injured in 21. Um, this year he was healthy, but at some point between 19 and 21 when he had to fight all these injuries and rehab and recover, I think he lost his passion a little bit. Reports out of camp were that Miles was not nearly as athletic as the other guys were. He was a step slow. Even on something as basic as a stretch run play where the quarterback has to kind of quickly get out and meet the handoff at the, you know, the running back for the handoff at the point of attack or the point of contact, rather. Um, he, was, he was slower doing that than the other guys. He was not a great athlete, kind of cement legs. And maybe lost a little bit of passion for the game. You know, the reports where he wasn't an incredibly hard worker. Did a ton of NIL stuff in the offseason while some of the other guys were maybe working on their craft. Not faulting him for that, by the way. Not saying that that's a terrible thing. But at the end of the day, I just don't know that this is something that he was altogether passionate about. Look, there are things in life that we're super good at that we don't necessarily love doing. I think Miles Brennan was super good at football and didn't always have that great passion for it. He's got other interests. He likes to hunt. He likes to fish. He likes to you know do whatever he likes to do. And I think maybe that lack of passion for it did him in at the end of the day. And in addition to that, you know, just a whole lot of bad luck. A whole lot of bad luck. He was going to be the starter in 2020 the whole year, and he was going to have a, good, a really good year. Got injured. He was going to be the starter in 2021 and probably have a good year. Got injured. You know, he just wasn't able to stay healthy. Some of that's bad luck. Next question. Casey, will the Braves catch the Mets out east? The race is beginning to tighten up. This is a loaded question. I mean, obviously, you guys know I'm a Braves fan. So, you know, what am I supposed to say? Oh, you know, definitely not. Um, but with that having been said, I also got to be a realist and see if they're three and a half games back. And the next two games, though they are against the Mets, they are also against Max Scherzer and Jacob DeGrom. So I think at best Atlanta wins one of those two, likely maybe even loses both, which would put them you know, five and a half games back if they lose both. So I'm going to lean to say no, that the Mets are going to hold off Atlanta. They're going to win the East. But I'll tell you this. I'm looking up and down the National League playoff standings, right? From Atlanta's perspective, I would rather play the Mets than the Dodgers. 
I would rather play the Mets than the Padres, even though the Padres haven't played well since getting Juan Soto. I would rather play the Mets than the Cardinals. I'd rather play the the Brewers than the Mets, so I can't include Milwaukee in that. But what I'm getting at is even though the Mets are in this prominent position and they may win the National League East, they're not a team that strikes the fear of God into me. And maybe, and look, I'm I'm over here. I said on this show a couple days ago, and I, I do believe this. I think that they could win the pennant. But I think that a lot of teams in the National League could win the pennant. So if I'm ranking them in terms of how they match up with Atlanta, the team that's going to beat Atlanta is going to be the team that's going to be able to take advantage of the fact that Atlanta doesn't have a traditional ace on, on the mound. They, they, they've got a bunch of number two, number three type guys. They don't have that true traditional ace. The great offenses could take advantage of that. The Mets offense cannot. So what the Mets offense does is it makes all of your starting pitchers look even better. So those number twos become like aces whenever they're facing the Mets. And that's what we've seen in the last two days where Atlanta's throwing, you know, Spencer Strider, who's a nice pitcher, Charlie Martin, who's a nice pitcher. They're good pitchers. They're not great, but they're dominating that offense, holding them to one run and then shutting them out yesterday. The teams that worry me from Atlanta's perspective are the teams like the Dodgers and the Padres and teams that could slug the ball and, and hit the crap out of the ball and hit a bunch of home runs. The Mets don't play that way. If you're telling me it's going to be a series of a bunch of four to three games, I trust Atlanta's home run heavy offense to run into a couple of them here or there and find a way to steal a couple of those. So I don't fear them, even though I think that they're going to probably win the division. Casey, how many wins for Nichols football this fall? Let me pull up the schedule. I'll tell you. Let's see. Nichols football is going to be really good. We've talked about that at length throughout the offseason. I think the Colonels are being slept on. I think that a lot of folks aren't paying much attention, but they're going to pay attention really soon. They're opening up the season on the road for three straight. South Alabama is going to be a tough one. I think they're going to beat ULM. ULM is not very good. I think they got a really, really good shot to win that one. Southeast Missouri uh, is on the road, kind of a long trip. Jacksonville State's not going to be a, a, a cakewalk. Then you open up Southland Conference. So they play kind of, what, 11 games? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 games. I'll give them 7 to 8. I think Nichols will win 7 to 8 games. Um, and I think that they're going to be comfortably in the playoffs, but not one of the higher-seeded teams in the playoffs, if that makes any sense. So I think that the Colonels will be in. I think they've got a great opportunity to have a really good season. And we look forward to seeing how it shakes out for Rebo and his crew because, man, they've got some talent there, bro. Years past, like whenever I, – I always tell this story, and it's going to sound like a broken record. Ten years ago, this football team looked not a whole lot different than like an Ed in the car or John Curtis, just in terms of sheer talent and the athleticism and the speed on the edges and you know the, the play up front. Nichols was not good in the trenches. They were losing games bad far, by 40 and 50 points almost weekly. They were non-competitive. Now they've got a whole lot of talent. Now their backups are solid. The backup's backup is solid, and it's coming from a pedigree of a great high school. Nichols has built that depth up, and they've got this thing going in a great direction. Last couple of years have been about a mini step back, right? They didn't make the playoffs in the spring season after COVID. They didn't make the playoffs last fall. There's a mini step backward, but I think they're going to take that mini step forward in the upcoming year, make up that ground and even more. I think they're going to have a good year. Casey, a listener, wants to know, will DeJon Dixon make the New Orleans Saints roster? No. I don't think he will. Um, but I do think he's going to make someone's roster. 
I think that New Orleans, it's it was bad timing for for Dixon to to sign with New Orleans. He signed after the draft, and then New Orleans kind of made some moves and you know, made some things you know move and shake since then. They're going to keep Thomas. They're going to keep Landry. They're going to keep Olave. They're going to keep Callaway. They're going to keep Smith. It's five. Um, do they keep anything further than that? Maybe Kevin White. Maybe Hardy. Uh, that would be six. They're not going a whole lot deeper than that. I think that, and and Hardy obviously has a leg up because of his ability to run back kicks and punts. Um, I think that what you're going to see is he's going to be released, then offered the spot to sign on the practice squad, or remain on the practice squad, rather, designated as a practice squad guy. But I think what you're going to see is very quickly another team is going to sign him off of the Saints practice squad and elevate him to their main roster. Because I mentioned the Cowboys just the other day. That's the team I follow the closest because they're my favorite team. With Michael Gallup out, with James Washington out, he's better than half the receivers on that roster. And then there are other teams that are in the same situation where there's not a lot of great depth there on the edges. So I think he's gonna. the Saints are going to try their hardest to protect him and make him a practice squad guy, trying to hide him. I don't think they'll be able to hide him for long. I think he's going to end up signing off of the practice squad and be elevated to someone's main roster. Casey, which fantasy quarterback do you take, take first this year in the fantasy drafts? Um, for me, with a quarterback, back in the day, right, quarterbacks didn't run a whole lot. You were looking for the dude who was going to throw for 50 touchdowns. Now throwing for 50 touchdowns still isn't a bad thing, don't get me wrong, but you want the guys who run. You want the guys who run for six, 700 yards in addition to throwing for 4,500 yards. To me, the answer is Josh Allen. Josh Allen is going to throw for a ton. Josh Allen is going to run for a ton. Last season, he threw for 4,400 yards with 36 touchdowns, okay? Now let me pull up the rushing numbers, and this is to tell you why you should take Josh Allen. The rushing numbers... He ran for 763 yards and six touchdowns. So it's like you're getting an elite-level quarterback in terms of passing production, but you're also getting like a 35th-ranked running back in addition to that passing production. Josh Allen's big and strong. The Bills are going to be in good position. I like the way that they play. They should have a strong season. They got good weapons. If I'm taking the first quarterback off the board, for me, it's going to be Josh Allen. Thanks to everybody for the questions. We're going to catch a break. When we get back, we're talking Tarpon football with B.J. Young. It's play-by-play on KLEB. Make this the summer event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right ones should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow where opportunities are created, not waited on. That's the Danos difference. I've been here for 23 years. The opportunity for advancement within Danos was pretty evident early on in my career. They give you a lot of tools and training in order to learn the oil field industry. It has been an excellent ride for me. Join the team that does it different at danos.com. That's D-A-N-O-S dot 
Dufresne Building Materials is inviting you to our 7th Annual Fishing Rodeo, Friday, August 19th, and Saturday, August 20th, in the same spot as always, Bridgeside Marina in Grand Isle. Scales will open Friday with a cornhole tournament at 6 p.m. Saturday's festivities include minnow races for the kids, auctions, door prizes, and more, and we'll have gator coolers for first, second, and third place in each category. This year's benefactors are the Center in Cutoff and Bridge to Independence at Nickel State University. Check out our Facebook page for more details. See y'all there. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective guaranteed. You may think every weather app is the same until you see Weatherbug over deliver on so many layers. With more free map layers than any other weather app, Weatherbug warns you the moment lightning strikes near you, prepares you for your commute with road conditions, routes, and even cameras. With everything from pollen and air quality to severe storm risks, radar, and satellite coverage, Weatherbug prepares you for the unpredictable. Download the Weatherbug app, trusted by over 10 million users, today for free. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Always on the run and short on cash. With a state bank and trust company debit card, you can pay for goods and services without the need for cash in your pockets or the hassle of writing checks. Available on all consumer and commercial checking account holders. Call or stop by any state bank and trust location for all the details. State bank and trust company. Cajun Banking, served just the way you like it. Member FDIC. El Paso Mexican Grill and Steakhouse Highway 1 in Raceland features fantastic, authentic Mexican food and steaks. They have great lunch specials Monday to Fridays, plus enjoy happy hour from 3 to 7 p.m. with two-for-one margaritas. And on Fridays, it's two-for-one margaritas from open to close, plus live music on Friday evenings. El Paso Mexican Food and Steakhouse on Highway 1 Raceland. I'm Jim Harper, president of the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation. Whether you live in New Orleans or New Roads, Cheneyville or Lake Charles, agriculture makes a big difference in your daily life. That's why the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation is here to protect our precious food supply chain at the local, state and national levels. Become a part of our grassroots network. Visit LAFarmBureau.org to join today. The Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of Louisiana agriculture. Welcome back to play-by-play here on KLEB. We're not able to get BJ Young on the line. Who knows? I mean, he's literally teaching right now, so something may have come up or whatever it may be. We'll keep working on it, and then we'll try to get BJ Young throughout the course of the show. 
Uh, so let's instead kind of look around the headlines. We've got Taylor Griffin coming at 12.15. We'll kind of take a peek at some things happening, some things that people are talking about in the world of sports. Um, man, COVID's still a thing, y'all. We're going to see some guys missing some time in the upcoming pro season and then also the upcoming college and high school seasons. Just looking around the headlines right now, you got Kirk Cousins, who's currently um, dealing with COVID. He is uh, back at it after testing positive previously. He's now back with the team. Um, but then you also got you know uh, Drew Locke, who's with Seattle, who tested positive and is going to miss a preseason start. So there are going to still be times, and we were just talking fantasy football in the last segment of the show. There's still going to be times where Dudes are going to test positive and not be available, and it's going to still be wild. It's not going to be widespread. It's not going to be, you know, like a couple years ago where a guy tests positive and then everybody that sat next to him is going to be test, you know, having to be sit out, and you know, the entire Saints, you know, quarterback room is going to have to sit out. None of that nonsense. Um, but we are going to still have situations where people are going to be missing games, and we're going to have to just accept that this is going to be part of the world in which we live. Uh, speaking of Drew Locke, Seattle's a really weird, weird team. Um, you know, very rarely, and I don't know if this is like a compliment or I don't even really know where I'm going with this, but Pete Carroll's like 70, and he's won so much. And, you know, he's had such a great NFL career, such a great college career. And I get that people in Louisiana are not big fans because of the whole USC rivalry and whatever it may be, and, you know, he's kind of cocky on the sidelines and got a little bit of that chippiness and a little bit of that attitude. But he's 70 years old at the collegiate level. He is 97 and 19, which is ridiculously good. At the professional level, he's 152 and 104 with a one tie. Won a Super Bowl in 2013. Uh, been to another Super Bowl and should have won it if not for, you know, some stupidity in their play calling at the end of it. And I've been to several, you know, deep playoff pushes, you know, making it to divisional round games and whatever it may be. Um, it's just weird to see a dude who's that old and has that much experience. And the same could be said in the NBA with Greg Popovich, right? The dudes are rebuilding. Like Pete Carroll and the Seahawks are not going to be relevant this coming season. They're picking between Drew Locke and Geno Smith in a division that has the Rams, 49ers, and, you know, just just a murderer's row. Cardinals. And in an NFC that features some of the other best teams in the NFL. And with a schedule that pits them against the AFC West, so that means they'll be facing the Broncos the Chargers, the Raiders, the Chiefs. Like, they've got a brutal schedule and they don't have a very good team. They're not going anywhere. Just interesting to see. And again, I don't really have like a stance or a point that I'm trying to make here. It's just weird to know that we'll get to December in the NFL and Pete Carroll's team's not even going to be anywhere near the front of the standings. Not even going to be anywhere near the playoffs. Same with the NBA. We're going to open up the NBA it's going to be December, January. Greg Popovich's team is going to be well back, not even near contention. Just odd, just odd, kind of a changing of the guard, so to speak, and a little surprised, quite frankly, that those two guys wrote it out. I guess kudos to them, respect to them. They Now would have been a pretty good time to retire, go away. But they're saying, hey, we're sticking it out. You know, we still love what we do. 
We're going to still teach these younger guys and try to build a brighter future for our team, so we can certainly respect that. Cover up a couple other, oh, goodness, tongue twisted. couple other NFL headlines to look at. Big scuffle between the Panthers and the Patriots in practice. Christian McCaffrey was knocked to the ground. A fan was injured during a scuffle. Um, I don't. I talked about this the other day, right? When we were when we were discussing pinning with New Orleans. I don't get the whole football fighting thing. <laughs> I just don't. I I like the guys who have the little bit of extra oomph and a little bit of the you know the energy, and I like the guys who play through the echo of the whistle and you know kind of push the envelope a little bit. I don't understand the allure of fighting a padded person. Especially not in a sport where, on any given play, you could legally fight the person in front of you. You know, if you're an offensive lineman, you get a chance every single play to knock the hell out of the guy standing in front of you if that's what you choose to do. As a defensive lineman, the same thing. You have the opportunity every play to try to knock the offensive tackle in front of you on his ass. That's the way that the sport is played. I don't understand how... In such a contact sport, we have guys that are, after the whistle is sounded, punching other guys in the helmet or slapping a guy in the shoulder pads or doing things that are going to do more harm to you than what they're going to do to the other person. That kind of situation is a little bit interesting to me. But we see a big fight at the Panthers and the Patriots, which leads me to another situation here. And this is going to be... Hot take Casey right here, so strap him up, get ready. I have no idea what the Patriots are doing this coming season. No idea what they're doing. Speaking of 70-year-old coaches, Bill Belichick is 70 on the dot. He has won a zillion Super Bowls. One, two, three, four, five, six-time Super Bowl champion. Has lost in one, two, three Super Bowls. Has been to the Super Bowl nine times. And every time that they have not made the Super Bowl in New England, not every time, but just about every time, they were losing in the AFC Championship game or like they were going they were going far. I have no clue what New England is doing this year. You lose Josh McDaniels, who is a whiz play caller, according to everyone, was like one of the best offensive minds in the game. Do you do what Nick Saban does and just go get the next Wiz play caller? No. You go and get a couple of your buddies, including one who's never called offense before, and you say, all right, guys, let's make this work. Matt Patricia is going to be calling plays with Joe Judge for New England this upcoming season. Matt Patricia has historically been a defensive coordinator for New England. He was the coordinator for New England from 2012 to 2017. Then he became a failed head coach of the Detroit Lions going 13-29-1. Joe Judge uh, just got done having one of the least successful reigns as a head coach that we've seen in recent years. He was 10-23 and with the New York Giants and was basically getting laughed out of the stadium every single Sunday. Belichick, I think, is this is what's happening. 
as he's gotten older, as we get older, and this is all of us, this is not me picking on Bill, as he's gotten older, he's become more loyal to his people. As he's gotten burned by a couple of people who've left the building, namely Tom Brady, he's grabbing onto those loyalists, the judges and the Patricias of the world, and he's hanging on for dear life, and he's trying to make it happen with his people because he's gotten burned one too many times. I don't see this working. You have Matt Patricia coming in. He is a defensive-minded, defensive coordinator guy. Now you're asking him to call plays for the New England offense. I don't see any situation where that works out. I've seen Joe Judge be a head coach before. He's never been an offensive coordinator before. I don't see any situation where this works out. It's very interesting to see because on one hand, your inclination is to say, hey, it's Belichick. He's smarter than the room. He's going to make it work. But you go look at the way New England has drafted in recent years, you kind of wonder. They haven't drafted worth a hoop. And then now you see these types of things. I don't know how this is going to work. Bill's loyal. He's got his guys. He's clinging to his guys. He's trying to make it work with his guys. At the end of the day, I think at the end of this season, New England's going to fall on their face, and we're going to be saying, hey, you know what? This guy's no doubt a great coach, but Brady was a big, big part of that. (laughs) A big, big part of that because the last two years without him hadn't been great, and then I don't like what I'm seeing with their coaching moves. New England's going to be in an interesting, unique situation this upcoming year, getting two guys Fallen from glory. Judge was laughed out of New York. Patricia was kicked long to the curve out of Detroit. Now, this is as head coaches. But again, it's not like they were head coaches who were once offensive coordinators. These are guys who have never called plays at the NFL level before. I don't see any way that this works out. So, New England's fighting Carolina in practice, and we're talking about that. It was just a sounding board for me to jump to that other topic. They're one of the more interesting teams to watch this upcoming year. They're trying some crazy stuff. I don't know if it is or it isn't going to work out for them. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we'll get Taylor Griffin on the line. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The French Connection, the all-new Ragin' Cajun, 102.7 FM. The music on the bayou, the all-new Ragin' Cajun, 102.7 FM. Make this the summer event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right ones should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Your life is mobile, so is your bank. As a state bank and trust company account holder, you can check your balances, view transactions, transfer funds, and pay bills anywhere or anytime with state bank and trust companies' online banking or mobility app. Call or stop by any state bank and trust location for all the details. State bank and trust company, Cajun Banking, served just the way you like it. Member FDIC. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. 
Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Want to become a certified babysitter? Terrebonne General Health System is excited to offer super sitter classes. Participants will learn first aid and CPR along with safety, business, and basic child care skills. Classes are for ages 11 to 15 and will be held at Terrebonne General. Upon completion of the program, students will receive a two-year American Red Cross Babysitter CPR first aid certification. Our summer sessions are about to kick off. For class schedules and prices or to register, call 985-850-6204 or visit TGHealthSystem.com. Dot com. Baby, you a song, you make me want to roll my windows down and cruise. Hey, baby. <laughs> yeah, when I first saw that bikini top on her, she's popping right out of the South Georgia water, thought, oh, good Lord, she had them long. And welcome back to play-by-play Play here on KLEB. We go to the phone lines for the first time today at 1220. Usually we're going to the phone lines a couple of times by now, but we welcome Taylor Griffin on. He is our usual Wednesday guest. Turtle, what's going on, brother? How you doing? Oh, sorry, buddy. I, I didn't have your mic turned on. Can you repeat that? How's it going, man? Oh, I'm doing good, doing good. How you doing today? We're doing great, buddy. It is a fun time to be a part of the Dufresne family. You guys are preparing and making final preparations for the annual rodeo, which will be this weekend over on Grand Isle. I know you guys are doing some last-minute things to make sure that everything's ready to roll. Tell us how things are going out there, man. Yep, yep. Uh, also, this just in, I just learned a couple of days ago. I don't know who else out there is aware, but apparently uh, Bridgeside, where the rodeo is going to be, has been doing some last-minute changes and upgrades, and they have a new stage built. Since uh, you know, since the mess from Ida, they uh, they actually repositioned it, and it's over on the far side by, from what I understand, it's on the boat launch side where the basketball goal used to be. Uh, so that'll be a new, interesting look for us. Um, it'll be some fun adjustments to make. But um, man, we we cannot wait. We are super excited. It is a great time of the year to be a part of the Dufresne Building Materials family. Uh, Friday afternoon, we're going to get cranked up. We Scales will be open. Uh, there's going to be food. The uh, bar will be open. There's going to be a cornhole tournament, 6 o'clock Friday afternoon. And then as soon as the sun comes up Saturday morning, we're cranking up again. Scales will be open all day. I want to say they close at maybe 3 or 4. Check y'all tickets for that to make sure. Uh, we're selling tickets at all locations right now, including at Bridgeside. Look, if you miss your chance to buy a shirt, buy a ticket, buy a hat, whatever, just show up at Bridgeside. Everything will still be. We have a big booth set up. You can come get your last-minute preparations in. Um, your ticket will include some food. It will include a door prize entry. Man, we got a ton of door prizes. we got a silent auction. we got a live auction. We've got some great 
sports memorabilia, autographed uh, sports memorabilia. We got uh, there's definitely some signed uh, Joe Burrow things and Skip Bertman. Um, and I can't picture all the auction items in my head right now. But look, it's going to be a great time. It's a great fundraiser. Um, as we've said before, uh, the two beneficiaries here are. Or is it benefactors? I'm not sure which word it is. But the two people that we're helping out this year, uh, the center and cutoff and the bridge to independence at Nickel State University, who basically do uh, pretty similar things. Uh, just the one at Nichols is a, you know more tailored toward uh, college-age kids. But it's all about giving people with special needs extra opportunities. And we're just very happy to be a part of helping with that and helping get a push in the right direction with those two programs. I was talking at the open of the show. Um, okay, yesterday we were at Galliano Fresh Market. They reopened. Then, you know, Congressman Cassidy is at Galliano yesterday at Lady of the Sea talking about how they're going to be reopening. And then you're telling me that Bridgeside has, you know, like, a new staging area, so they're obviously making progress. And then yesterday, Golden Meadows able to play LCO in the scrimmage out at Memorial Stadium. And, you know, there's this infamous picture that we shared on Facebook of a rainbow over the stadium. Like, it just feels like, dude, after so many months of – oh, well, this is closed, that's closed, this one's rebuilding, that one's rebuilding, this one's moving away, that one's moving away. Things are finally sort of, and I'm knocking on wood, kind of sort of getting back to normal a little bit. Yep, yep, the bayou is coming back. Every Everything seems to be back to normal. There's There's no restricted business practices. There's no mandatory mask mandate. There's nothing like that going on. We're slowly rebuilding. There's still a few blue tarps here and there, and people are moving at whatever pace they can. But for the most part, the bayou is well on its way back, and it just, it, man, it feels great. Yeah, no doubt about it. So let's talk about this. South Lafouche will be scrimmaging against CCA on Friday over at Memorial Stadium, and actually LCO scrimmage Golden Medal yesterday at Memorial Stadium. Just as a coach, when you're hosting a game that, you know, it's an opportunity to get live fire against somebody else, but it doesn't really count. What are some things that you're looking forward to seeing? Are you looking forward to, you know, obviously the first thing, staying healthy or whatever it may be, but what are some other things that you're hoping to see when you're playing or coaching in a scrimmage? Uh, first and foremost, I'm looking for excitement. I'm looking for the fire and the passion. Like, uh, it doesn't matter that the game doesn't count on a record. And every opportunity you have to step on the field and get better and take a step forward, you got to do it with fire and passion. So I'm looking for that. And there's got to be a little extra juice when it's your first opportunity to do it against someone you haven't been practicing against this whole time. So you, I would be most excited to see the players' reactions against someone they've never faced before. You know, that's that's what I'm looking for first and foremost. And the next is uh is execution. It's the same thing, you know. Kinda it kinda piggybacks on what I just talked about. Um, you know, you're getting to run these plays, you've been running against the same guys with the same tendencies, with the same setups. You know, now we're going against a defense that we're not sure what they're gonna throw at us. We're not sure their other players' tendencies. We're not sure of, you know, those type of things. So, you know, what's our what's our live offense going to look like against something we didn't really get to prepare for? I mean, of course, during the season, you got all the film study in the world, but, I mean, this is the first scrimmage of the year. I mean, who knows what CCA is bringing? This is, a, to me, this is this is just as exciting as the first regular season game of the year because it's, it's 
it's the one is that first true surprise that you get that you don't really have this much of a surprise the rest of the season because the rest of the season you're doing your homework, you're doing your film study, you're doing your scouting. This right here, this is, you know, just shoot from the hip and hope it works. You know, obviously there's, there's some planning and there's, you know, you want to execute the right way, but, uh, you know, you, you don't know what's coming from the other side of the field. So to me, that's super exciting. That's fun to me. Yeah, no doubt about that. And, with CCA coming in, you know, Coach Mathern is from here. They're going to be playing with a little extra fire. And, you know, one of the things B.J. was saying throughout the offseason, B.J. Young it is, is that he wanted to see his team play with physicality. Look, um, he said in the spring he wasn't pleased with the physicality. I'm sure on Friday he's going to be wanting to see his guys blocking through the echo of the whistle, as the old coaches used to say. Absolutely, man. You took <laughs> you took the words right from my mouth. Blocking through the echo of the whistle, the – Man, that uh, that that's that extra juice that I, that I was talking about. That's that extra fire, that extra pop that that we can't wait to see. That I'm sure Coach Young can't wait to see is his guys just really ready to get after it. You know, not looking to hurt anybody, but looking to make sure they feel you the next day. And in, in so many words, yeah, no doubt about that. So another thing that's going on, dude, and everybody's talking about this. Miles Brennan makes the decision to leave LSU and. You know, not a huge surprise that he would not be with the team if he wasn't the starter, and by all accounts, he was actually the third-string guy there. Um, but it is maybe a little bit surprising that he was going to be the third-string guy there because we've seen him play before. Now, I've spoken with a couple of guys who go to camp. They say that for whatever reason, he's maybe lost a little bit of juice or a little bit of athleticism since some of the injuries. But, man, this puts some pressure on Brian Kelly because we've seen Brennan play. We know he's pretty doggone good. If they don't have good quarterback play this coming year, you know how the fans are. They're going to be turning on the coach very quickly. This is, a, is this any cause for concern for you, or is this a situation where you're just saying, hey, these other two guys must be pretty damn good? I could already hear it. Oh, bro, Miles Brennan should have stayed. I could hear it right now. Did you but put an no, S on Brennan's last name? You know I did. <laughs> <laughs> If it starts with an all bro, it ends with an S. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, yeah, you know you know how it works down here. No, um, you're right, man. It's it's an interesting thing to think about. Um, all the pressure in the world is on this first year coach, and I mean, just like every program, all the rest of the pressure in the world is on the success of the quarterback. I mean, it's if if we if we have failure in that position and. You know, we have to go to the backup, and then he doesn't produce. And it's like, oh, well, Miles Brennan probably could have just jumped right in. I can't believe they even had him in the third string over the summer. I mean, what were they thinking? What what in the world was going on? You know, he's a guy that could just flip the switch in the game. What, what were they seeing in him? What were they not seeing in him? I mean, every, every armchair quarterback, armchair coach is going to have something to say if, LSU doesn't have immediate success. So everyone listening right now, just prepare yourself for it right away. I mean, this isn't a you heard it here first. It's just I'm just getting you ready for what's coming. So uh, hopefully LSU has all the success in the world and Brian Kelly, uh, you know, just dives right into it and, and pushes us in the right direction and we start putting some wins on the board and everything's fine and we don't have to worry about that. But, you know, just if the slightest – bit if the slightest little thing goes wrong i mean get ready the storm's coming another thing that i've heard and i don't know that this is even realistic or not probably isn't i've already heard the whispers of I mean, why he just just don't go play at nichols okay 
So he does have some ties to the Bayou region, right? You know, he's engaged yeah. to a gal who's from this area, and, you know, he's got a lot of friends in this area. That's on one hand. On the other hand, um, Nichols has already started camp, right? So you would have to do a whole lot of catching up. So if you were Tim Rebo and that phone call were made, and I have no inside information, by all accounts, he just doesn't want to play anymore, period. But if after two, three days of not playing anymore, he gets a little bit of that itch and says, hey, let's just go try the, the you know, the red and white. If you're Tim Rebo, are you taking that phone call? I think you got, you kind of have to, right? Yeah, yeah, you do. You do. And uh, I, I think all it does is it puts a lot of, first of all, it gives you more tools to work with. You know, uh, a program like Nichols, um, any any new good talent that comes from a traditionally, you know, higher, better program, you got new tools to work with. And now the competition in practice just got cranked up. Now you're forced, you're forcing guys who might have been comfortable in their, and they, they thought they had a starting position. Now they're working harder. Now they're getting better. Man, now they're learning from Miles Brennan. You know, it's, it's uh, there's a lot of things. I think you have to take that phone call. You have to invite them and and give them that shot. I mean, of course, you have that that good long sit down one on one with them at first. Like, hey man, if you if you're serious about this, we'll we'll get serious. But I need to make sure you're a hundred percent in. And if um, if that's the case, yeah, I think you I think you got to give them an opportunity. Very very interesting. Um. Talk a little wrestling, as we always do. Uh, the big match that's being set up right now is Drew McIntyre against Roman Reigns. It's going to be overseas, out in you know, Europe, out in Drew's part of the world. You know, he's going to be the big baby face out there. Some big crowds, a lot of crowd reaction. Is there any chance that we see the title flip right here, man? Does, look, I don't, I don't see Theory doing it. I don't know when Cody's coming back, and I don't know that. Yeah, I don't know how that's going to work. If they're setting up something with The Rock, I don't think that needs to be a championship match. So it's going to probably happen before WrestleMania. Is there any chance that it happens right here out in Europe? As much as it makes sense to do it, you know how they like to throw curveballs at the fans. I, I don't think it happens. I don't think it happens at this overseas pay-per-view. Uh, if you remember, you know, this just clicked in my head. Do you remember the uh, that very first European championship back in the late 90s? Shawn Michaels and the British Bulldog were over in the UK. The British Bulldog had his family at ringside. He dedicated the match to his sister, cutting a promo right before. And, I mean, Shawn Michaels didn't need the European title. He had everything else in the world. But what did they do? They DX their way through everything. They threw us the curveball of a lifetime. And Shawn Michaels leaves the U.K. with the brand-new European championship and tells everyone to suck it and flips them off and whatever else he did and embarrasses the British Bulldog in front of his family and his home country. I mean, I'm not saying that's what Roman Reigns is going to do, but, you know, to some extent, of course, of course they're going to leave the people – reacting angrily in the UK by just leaving the title on Roman. It's going to be a, I think it's going to be a fun, creative way to still make Drew McIntyre look awesome and sort of undefeatable in a clean one-on-one way. But there's going to be some sort of spectacular finish that they find a way to leave the titles on Reigns. That's just my prediction. 
Bro, one of the things they're doing so well right now, and I know you, you said last week that you hadn't been watching a whole lot since SummerSlam, but the stories have multiple layers to it. And what I mean by that is, okay, yeah, McIntyre's chasing Reigns, but Kevin Owens is chasing McIntyre and every other champion because he called out every other champion on Monday. Then you got Theory who's chasing them all. Like before back in the day, like it was one guy was feuding with the other guy and those guys were isolated from the rest of the roster. Then there was another program where it was two or three guys feuding. They were isolated from the rest of the roster. Now there's multiple layers. Like Owens is feuding with McIntyre, who's also feuding with Reigns, who they're all also feuding with Theory. Like it's almost becoming more like a soap opera, which is what I want to see. All the characters are becoming intertwined. It's really cool to watch. Yeah, you're right. I mean that that does make sense, and that that's that makes it more interesting for everyone. But so so my question to you there is, what's the what's the plan? What's the end game? If we got to take the titles off of Reigns, so he could face The Rock at WrestleMania, are we setting up? Let's say Drew McIntyre does win this weekend. Do you think they're just setting up? Uh, a bunch of transitional champions until Cody Rhodes comes back healthy and a hundred percent and ready for a big cool main event at WrestleMania to take it off of either drew or Owens or theory or one of those guys. I mean, that could, I could also see it going that way. I mean, you, you brought up an excellent point there. Uh, I know you're supposed to be asking my opinion, but now I'm asking <laughs> you, do you, <laughs> do you think that's what they're setting up here? I don't know. I really don't know, and to be honest with you, they may not know. They may just be waiting to see a little, like Kevin Owens is starting to get hot. They may be waiting to see, you know, how hot it gets. They may not know, and, and you know, that's one of the things that Bruce Pritchard always says on his podcast whenever he actually records one because he hasn't done it in about two months, but one of the things he always says is that they let the audience kind of decide sometimes, and I don't know. I, I It's going to be curious to see, but I, the one thing that's interesting is, you know, you're asking me about it and I'm asking you about it. We're asking one another about it. We're, we're both genuinely interested, whereas, you know, six months ago, neither one of us gave a hoot about what was happening with the product. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, this this could be very well setting up. Uh, as we discussed, you somehow, before WrestleMania, got to take the title off of Roman so he could face The Rock. So now you're looking for a big, huge blockbuster main event. Are, are you trying to co-main event? Or are you just all the action is rock and reigns? Or do you are you setting up maybe like a potential triple threat or fatal four way with all these transitionals that we're talking about? You got you throw Drew in there, you throw Kevin Owens in there, you throw a healthy Cody Rhodes in there, you throw Austin Theory in there, and now you've got a massive blockbuster main event for the title at WrestleMania the same night that Rock and Roman Reigns are going at it. Uh, this. That could work. Yeah, I guess it could. Time. And if that's if that's what the audience wants, then by God, let's give it to them. One thing that the audience maybe doesn't want is uh, a little more Ric Flair. We had the final moment, and I'm thinking, all right, hey, this is it. <laughs> the very next episode of his podcast, he's saying, all right, we got to do this again. You know, I, And then he's talking about how he went to Puerto Rico and they wanted him to wrestle, and he said, no, i got to stay retired like at least another three months, right? Three months? And then he also admits, yeah, oh, yeah, I passed out twice during the match. Yeah, I don't even remember a lot of it. Rick, please, please. It was fun. We got through it. You're alive. You're healthy. Please, let's not do this again, bro. Uh, the dude's lucky if he's got three months left to live. I mean, he's he's got to relax. Uh, I'm with you on this one 100%.
um, it's it's time to put it to rest. Unless, unless, unless this is a big, major WWE event on a much bigger stage, on a world stage, maybe. Maybe do something where the physicality is minimal, where he's a minimal use tag team partner in a three-on-three or something like that. Maybe. Take one or two bumps, call it a night. Get some chops, get some woos, get a figure four, and get out of there on a much bigger stage than an indie show in Nashville put on by Jim Crockett Promotions. Maybe I'd be all right if he wanted to just go bigger one last time. But, man, if he's just going to be like, ah, give me a few months and we'll see, we'll see who comes calling next. No, man, it's time to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> He went to bed twice during the match, which I guess is part of the problem. <laughs> anyway, brother, we thank you so much for the time, man. Y'all have a great uh, ride this weekend, man. Thanks so much for what y'all doing for the community, bro. Oh, absolutely, man. I'm just I'm so happy to be a part of it, and I think I can confidently speak for everyone uh, in the in the the, the small Dufresne family and the extended Dufresne family that is the business. I I think I could confidently speak for everyone, saying we're very excited, very humbled, and we just can't wait to continue to help the community. Um, so with that being said, uh, thanks for your time. Y'all have a good week. Go Tarps, and God bless America. Yes, sir. That is Taylor Griffin, as always, on Wednesday here on Play by Play, passing a good time with us. We look forward to chatting with him once a week on these hump day shows. Let's catch a break. I have found BJ Young. BJ Young was on lunch duty, then hear his phone ringing. We'll have him in the next segment of the show. We'll be tarp- talking some tarpon football and KLEB. The music on the bayou, the rage and Cajun, 1600 AM, KLEB, and 102.7 FM. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufreenlumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. 
Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 3-2 stall restroom air-conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at bizcom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, and Reserve. Back to play-by-play here on KLEV. We go to the phone lines for the final time today and are joined by South LaFouche football coach B.J. Young, who's on the line. Coach Young, we missed you earlier in the show, man. How was recess duty, bro? Yeah, man, sorry about that. I uh, <laughs> had it in my pocket. I didn't hear it, man. But it, uh, it was smooth, you know. It, it went smooth. <laughs> the kids executed well during recess? <laughs> yeah, they did. They did. The lines went The lines went smooth. Everybody was in and out of the bathrooms. It went well. <laughs> Very good. Uh, let's talk about some football, man. You guys have been in a uh, in the preseason camp, getting ready for the upcoming ride. Um, it's been hot this week, but hot means that you're able to get on the field and get a lot of work in. How have things look so far? Yeah, we're able to get out. Um, you know, some some nice weather now. They, there's a deal now where you know there's there's a measurement uh, device that measures. It takes into consideration humidity, wind speed, um, the the way the sun's you know, beaten down. Um, so, so Tuesday it was, it was too hot to go out during the day. So we actually sent them home and we actually started practice at six thirty. So had a chance to get under the lights a little bit, um, brought a little bit of energy, right? Because, uh, you know, music's playing under the lights, you know, it, it's, it's game week. So had a lot of excitement, but we, we, we strung together, man, you know, two good weeks of, of fall camp, um, went, Still kind of in fall camp mode. Today's our last work day, and then tomorrow we'll do kind of a walkthrough um, script that we do, and uh, really hone in on some special teams to clean it up right before we uh, we kick it off versus CCA. What are you hoping to see on Friday? It's a chance to hit somebody else, a chance to compete against another team and another defense, and likewise for a chance for your defense to compete against another offense. I'm sure, the boys are looking forward to a chance to hit somebody else. Yeah, you know, I was talking to Coach Minton at the media day last week, and um, we, we were kind of just talking, and it's, you, you get to a point where it's hard to know what you got. You know, are we going to be good? Are we not going to be good? Or, um, you know, do we need to work on this or that? Because what, what happens naturally is the offense starts to learn the defense, the defense starts to learn the offense, you know, um, cadences and, you know, calls that the defenses are making. So you start to learn each other um, towards the end like that, man. And then, you know, it – the kids get to the point where they're ready to play somebody else in another color, you know. So you got to get creative on ways to kind of keep practice upbeat and um, keep them engaged because it gets to a point, like like I said just a minute ago, that they're ready to play somebody else. So, you know, I'm excited, man, and I think our football team's excited to get to play somebody in another color. I mean, there's no more Fridays without football, so it's an exciting time, you know. Football starting up on TV. You know, you're itching so bad, you watch preseason football for the NFL. You know, that's how bad you're ready to just watch some football. So, man, it's an exciting time, and then we, we, we pumped up. Community's ready, bro. And I mean, you saw it last night. We had a middle school scrimmage, and, you know, they packed the most the whole home side of the stadium. Um, community's ready for it, dude, and you guys are in a situation where it's a community that is is, you know, longing for normalcy after COVID and the storm and everything. And 
I know that you guys are hoping to put a really good product out there to you know represent everybody in our area. Absolutely. Look, the the crowd last night at the Golden Medal LCO scrimmage, um, like you said, man, almost filled the whole home side. I thought it was a good scrimmage. I think, uh, man, look, I'm gonna tell you, I hadn't seen the team that big as as LCO was uh, was last night in um in middle school for for a while. You know what I mean? They got they got some kids who can go. Um, big tight end, uh, Sharky. Um, you know, he, he, he looks like he don't even belong, you know, um, 18, there was another running back for LCO that made some plays. And then on the flip side, you know, you're looking at golden metal, uh, number two stood out, you know, big kid in the backfield. Number 40 was another big kid in the backfield. Um, a few bigger old linemen too, man. So, you know, the future's bright, man. You, you um, you know, our, our goal is to just keep the excitement up when they get here and, um, you know, you need them all to play. You know, if, if they send, if they if they have combined, you know, however many kids, you know, for example, ninety kids between both schools, all ninety need to play freshman football. You know, that's the goal. But man, the crowd was incredible. You know, they was excited. They had the music playing. So I think you're right, man. I think the community's, you know, they 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 starving for some normalcy and some football. So hopefully, we can put something out that they could be proud of. How have you guys held up throughout camp? Have you had any little nagging injuries in the in the preseason, or is everybody mostly a full goal? Yeah, I think kind of the same thing everybody fights. You know, you're back putting the pads on since May. Um, you know, so the first time you put them on and you're and you full contact, and look, it's hot. And uh, so you got you got little little things here and there, you know. Um, I think last week on Thursday, Friday, we, we had two starting receivers out. Three, I'm sorry, we had three starting receivers out. Um, you know, um, quarterbacks, backs kind of, you know, got a little knot in it. You know, it, it just – Nothing serious, but just a uh, little nagging deals here and there. But the, the receivers are back, and the quarterback practiced yesterday. Um, so, so we're getting back, man. Um, had a, had a, you know, Caden Jarvis kind of caught a helmet to the back, or like to the ribs, kind of yesterday. I mean, he's fine, but it just you know you got to take care of your body, you know. So you, you get into the, you got to. It's a tough a tough deal because you got to tackle and you got to hit, right? And you got to play football, man. I mean. It's a physical game, but there's a line you got to teeter as far as taking care of them too. You know, you you got to make sure that um you're doing it the smart way, and uh, because it's a physical game, you got to have them ready to go for Friday as well. So um, preach to them a lot this past week and, and, and this week that just you know making sure you're taking care of your body. You know, you're in the treatment room, and I've been impressed with them. You know, we have a lot of kids in the athletic block, and that that training room's choked. You know, there's like a waiting line, so looks like an urgent care. So. It's good, man. They're trying to take care of their bodies and, uh, you know, hydrate and stuff like that, and it's very important um, in every sport, but especially football because it's such a physical sport. Is your quarterback cleared? Is he, is he going to be good to go? I know that, you know, he was awaiting one final ruling. Did you guys get the green light yet? Yeah, you know, um, Coach Collier came today. He got the email that he was he was, uh, he was was deemed eligible. So, um, great news, man, and, and not just for us, man, but for, for him, you know, because – if it's about, you know, the, the kids, you want to be able to play football, you know, and uh, he was he was deemed eligible this morning. Um, I know I know uh, he, he was pumped up when I told him. So, um, yeah, man, good good for him. No doubt about that. Um, let's talk a little bit about your defense, brother. You know, we spend a lot of time talking about the offense, defense. Uh, I know Coach Guidry, I saw him yesterday at the scrimmage, like, bro, what's wrong? And he said, man, we didn't have a good day yesterday. But he did also preface and said, hey, there are other days where we play really well. Uh, but, you know, my words to him were, dude, you don't want one phase to be dominating every day at practice because that likely means that 
the other phase just isn't any good. So I think it's good that, you know, hey, some days the offense wins, some days the defense wins. I think that makes for a balanced football team. Absolutely. You know, from a head coach perspective, you want to see it go both ways because if it's, if it's always lopsided, probably not a good sign, right? So, um, look, man, there's days that we struggle, right? And then there's days that, you know, they, they didn't have a great day yesterday. But, you know, it, and I, I told them this, that that's a Friday night, you know. They, they're all Friday nights where everything goes according to plan and great and, you know, you're rolling. But, but more times than not, it, it, you're going to hit a rough patch in the game. You know, or there's going to be games that are rough. You know, there'll be games where we can't score points and the defense is going to have to pick us up, right, and get some stops and, and create turnovers so we can get the ball in, in some good field position and make it happen. All right, special teams have to step up and, and, and create create plays in, 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 in your special teams game that can help you win the game. I mean, it's a team effort. And then there's going to be, on the flip side, there's nights where we can't stop anyone, you know, and we're going to have to, um, you know, score points to win the football game. But, you know, the the main takeaway that we preach to them is that you gotta you got to stop the snowball effect. So, you know, if a team comes out and scores three drives in a row, you know, you just call it a night, you know, or you, you fight to correct it and somebody steps up and makes a play because nine times out of ten just takes one play, a big hit or an interception or a fumble recovery. And then on the offensive side of the ball too, you know, if you come out, you don't score any points in the first quarter, you can't just tank it for the rest of the night just hope the defense wins the game. you you got to correct it. Um, somebody's got to step up and make a play, and like like nine times out of ten, it's a it's an explosive, right? Somebody pop Brody Pete pops a big run for a touchdown, or we throw a, a you know a, a ball that we catch, make God miss and go score. It's just one play, man. So you got to keep playing for the next play and have a short term memory. You know, a lot of people say it's just for the quarterback, but I, I think it's for everyone out there. You know, you have to stop the snowball effect, you know, and step up and get it done. Tell us a little bit about the secondary, my man. I know you guys have a lot of new bodies out there, a lot of new kids, but you said, hey, they're athletic. They're, you know, they're catching on quick. How'd they look so far? Yeah, we, uh, they're getting better every day. You know, and then look, them just like everybody else, we, we got work to do. You know, we're not, we not ready, you know, right, you know, for a district game tomorrow, you know, but I, I, I'll be honest, I don't think a lot of people are. You know, it's a process. Um, but they're doing great, man. Look, we got – we got a mixture. We got young kids out there. We got some older kids out there, um, and, and they competing for time, uh, and and they know that, you know, um, and, and they doing a great job. You know, they step them to the task. You know, the windows are getting tighter, and and that's refreshing to see uh, from a head coaching perspective. The windows are getting tighter. Um, we tackling now in open space, you know. So we 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 you know we throw a bubble screen, and you know I'm seeing the overhang. You know, press the number two receiver, peak shed, and get off and make a make a tackle in open space. And if uh, you're going to get stops, you got to put teams back in the huddle, and that, that comes from tackling. So I feel like our tackling has improved tremendously um, in the secondary, and I feel like the winners are getting tighter um, on, on throws. You know, So, um, yeah, man, look, we definitely headed in the right direction. Before we let you go, what are your goals for Friday, man? What are some things you're hoping to see? Yeah, look, I, I know it's cliche, man, but I hope, I hope, I hope we're excited. You know, I, I, would, I would think we would be. You know, it's, it's, you know, I told him you only get one chance to make a first impression. You know, so and this is it. So this, this is the 2022 Tarpons that you're going to see. You know, this is the first time. So we, I expect excitement. Um, you know, and it's kind of the same thing every week. You know, I want to be physical, man. I, I physically, every week, I want to physically beat. I want to physically beat teams, right? If you can run the ball and stop the run, you win a lot of games. So I want to be able to run the football and I want to be able to stop the run. Very good. Well, brother, we thank you so much for the time. Have a great rest of the school day, and you guys have a good practice, bro. Awesome, man. Thank you. Yep. That is B.J. Young with South Lafouche. We thank him so much for his time. Can't wait to see them get some work.
on uh, Friday. Also, we'll be trying to go out and watch E.D. White get some work against Zachary on uh, Thursday, which will be tomorrow. So we look forward to seeing all that. Got some news out of Saints camp that is not the best. Um, let me pull this up so I read the exact tweet and get the exact wording and everything of the sort. Uh, Trevor Penning, the prized first-round offensive lineman draft pick, just went to the locker room at practice, according to Nick Underhill. He limped off of camp. And James Hurst is also leaving camp injured. So, not good. <laughs> Hopefully, these are both minor injuries in terms of New Orleans because this is your left tackle, first-round pick, and also your left tackle veteran who is either going to be you know the swing lineman or the starter, both leaving practice injured today. Uh, the Saints are getting some live work with Green Bay. I, I keep going back to what Ralph Marlboro told me a couple of weeks ago whenever I hosted the sports hangover. Um, not good. Not good. New Orleans, the one area on the field where they can't afford to have injuries, according to Ralph and according to folks who cover the team, is on the offensive line. They have a good uh, front five. They don't have a whole lot behind that. So if you start getting some injuries there, things could go south in a hurry. That's not a good piece of news to read out of Saints camp today as a couple of offensive linemen leave injured. All right, let's get some picks, and then we'll get out of here today. I like, let's see, uh, let's start with this one. I like the Padres to win today over the Miami Marlins, minus 150 money line. The Padres are better than the Marlins. It's really that simple. Uh, the Marlins have beat up on San Diego twice this week. They are going for the sweep today. I think San Diego is going to make amends. Mike Clevenger throwing today against Pablo Lopez. Pablo Lopez hasn't been good lately. I think San Diego is going to take advantage and they're going to get the win. I like... The Yankees today to beat the Tampa Bay Rays. Domingo Herman is throwing for the Bombers. The Bombers are a mess right now. They have not played well the last week and a half, two weeks. At some point, that's got to change, right? Corey Kluber throwing for Tampa. The Yankees have hit Corey Kluber pretty well this year. The Bombers are a minus 140 money line bet. I think that the Yankees are going to beat the Tampa Bay Rays. Take care of business today. Make it happen. I also like the Astros today. The Astros have lost the first two games of their series with the White Sox. I'm taking a lot of big dogs today that have lost a couple games in a row, expecting them to get back on track. Framber Valdez, 2.73 ERA against Michael Kopech for Chicago. Chicago's been hit or miss, up or down, win a few, lose a few. They've won a few. It's time for it to go in the other direction. I think the Astros get to win. Big show today. We thank Taylor Griffin for his time. We thank B.J. Young for his time. We also thank our sponsors, the Blue Boot Foundation, Southland Dodge, and Homa. Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Dufresne Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's Markets feels like home. And Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. We're going to wrap up right here. We're going to be back tomorrow, Thursday. Stan Grava will be joining us, our Terrebonne General Thursday. We're going to have a good show planned. Hope you guys tune in. Thanks for listening to Play by Play. Have a wonderful rest of the day, everybody. God bless you all. We'll be back same time tomorrow. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.